Hey, what's up, podcast? Worship leaders, friends, pastors, thank you so much for coming in and being part of this listening episode called Straight Talk. Again, these are new episodes put together to just trim off the fluff, strip it down, and talk about the main thing as the main thing. And today's topic is emotional intelligence. Are you high or are you low on this scale? Let's talk about it. Before we jump into everything, just thank you so much for downloading these podcasts. And will you please subscribe to this podcast? Many of you listen, but not many of you subscribe. So it would be a really great honor if you would do that. And we thank you. So emotional intelligence, what does emotional intelligence mean? Now, for some of you, this may be a new term. Others, it may be uh, something you've, you already know of, you've heard before. Emotional intelligence, in, in my, my description of what it means, is a person who is in tune with themselves emotionally and in tune emotionally to the people around them. You develop what's called capacity. Uh, you're able to understand and have intelligence into the way other people feel, the way other people think, versus yourself. But at the same time, you know what your limitations are and the way that you think, feel, and process information as well as to communicate. All right, now, Brandon, wait, why is this important? You may be asking, wait, before you stop this podcast, and if you do, okay, great, then maybe it's not for you. But if you keep on listening, the reason why it's important is because you're in ministry you're dealing with people. You're not dealing with product. You're dealing with people who are made up of relationships involving the backgrounds and makeup of people, uh, their emotions, uh, the way that they uh, intake information. You know, this is why so many people in, in worship ministry and ministry in general get frustrated with volunteers or volunteers get frustrated with themselves, with each other, because they lack one thing, emotional intelligence. They're not taking in, they're not receiving, they're not giving the right information to others. They're not helping others understand or they're not really understanding themselves greater of how people function. As I, I look at it this way, I'm just going to shoot straight with my story. Emotional intelligence. That came to my mind, and I didn't know what it was when I first started leading worship. When I first started leading worship, and even through those years, I developed the understanding that, yeah, leading people was really about more ministry and less about music. And the, the greater that I understood what ministry really was by serving people, I had to understand as it wasn't so much serving people music. It wasn't giving them what they wanted. It wasn't about appeasing emotions or pleasing. It was more about me understanding what is their inherent need? What are the needs that need to be met within this volunteer that's on my worship team or in my ministry? It's learning how to look deep within myself and say, wow, okay, Dempsey, you're screwed up here. This is where you're messed up. Yeah, I mean, like, say it, you know? I mean, I looked in the mirror, still look in the mirror and say, okay, what needs to be fixed today, God? You know, when's the last time that you've asked that question? I, myself, I asked it yesterday. I, I didn't ask it this morning, but yeah, my mind's thinking about it now. But I think that this is really good, a really good rehearsal for us about how we are emotionally, are we emotionally intelligent to God? Are we really opening up ourselves to understand 
are the emotions that he's built us with, the emotions of others, what are the deep things that we need to look into for God to change? That has everything to do with ministry. You could talk all day long about music, and I know a lot of you may think that, yeah, you know, Brian is saying the same thing. You're right. I am saying the same thing, and I'm saying it over and over and over again because I know at one point someone's going to listen at the right time with the right thing in mind. That's what it's taken me. So moving on. In my story of leading worship, I, like you, ran across so many different negative attitudes and people who wanted to do their way, their thing, and get upset. And then I came to a point in my ministry, in my life, where I had to learn to put that to the side. And, and this is something that wasn't easy. In fact, I'm still learning to do it, and it's hard work. But I had to resign myself from other people's equation. In other words, not blame myself for somebody else's responsibility. I think that's the key. That, that hurts right there. I had to remove myself from it. I still have to work on those uh, tools and the way that I respond. And now I, was, I say this a lot within our workshops that we do. In fact, I'm going this weekend to Kansas, the, the great people out there, the awesome state of Kansas, into a, a small town called Ulysses. And... As I'm going there, I'm thinking, you know, well, what can I say? Because it's, it's more like there are so many of us that, that get hurt in ministry. We don't even understand what we want, and we don't even understand the needs of others, and we just think, well, maybe they're just beating me over the head because they just don't like me. Well, that's the number one thing you have to remove. To increase your emotional intelligence is to not make it about you. When you don't make it about you, you start making it more about other people. And you're able to look within yourself and, and think, well, wait a minute, I need to be humble here. And, and humility means removing myself from that thought that it has to do about me. Why does it have to do with me? You know, that got me in trouble when I was in ministry years ago, well, still in ministry, but I mean, years ago when I was in ministry, I kept thinking that, you know, so-and-so had a problem, the pastor had a problem, the congregation member had a problem, and I just could not figure it out. And it just drove me nuts week after week thinking, gosh, you know, like, what is it that I'm doing? And then I realized something very simple. The problem was me. The problem was me and how I responded to it all. Because I kept thinking, well, what's their problem? And, you know, and, and if I'm a problem, what am I doing? And I realized that I was mainly easily pointing the fingers back at myself, which I didn't need to think high and mighty of what I was doing and what I was causing. It was more of a, a, an awareness that happened to me where I thought, okay, well, this does have to do with me, but I don't need to make it about me. In other words, there's problems that I have, like let's say um, I'm impatient, I can be over-controlling, I can think the worst of myself. Now, I'm letting you know these are my weaknesses that I still struggle with today. This is what I go through. But I didn't need to make it about me. Like, yeah, okay, Dempsey, it's like God's saying, I know you got these problems, but you can, you can work at these problems, though, and you can get better at it, but you don't need to keep beating yourself up over it. And I think that's what we do a lot as ministers because we want to serve people. 
And there's nothing wrong with that. We are to serve God. We are to serve people and serve at our best capacity, be there for others in prayer, walk with them, laugh with them. Yeah, all that stuff. But if you're still making it about yourself, you're really not serving others. And I have learned that when you make it less about yourself and you make it more about others, you make it more about God, God turns it around beautifully than where he's able to deal with yourself. He's able to deal with you. You're able to deal with yourself. And you're like, ah, okay, that's it. I don't have to do that anymore, you know? <laughs> and for me, that's what's helped increase my emotional intelligence. So as I'm sharing this with you, I'm, I'm just talking this about what I've learned and that these things are true. And so, you know, we're in this situation right now in my present ministry where you know, look, you have people that get hurt. You have people that maybe not understand the division of the church and they find it kind of difficult in working with others and they may think, well, you know, I don't want to do this program or um, I don't agree with it. And, you know, what's, what's interesting is that I, I've looked at this with my pastor and we thought, you know, well, we've, we've tried multiple ways of how to present this and it really just comes down to the same thing. The, the person who's responsible for that ministry, they, can, they still have the ability to make it what they want without causing that extra pressure. And then I just asked them, you know, well, what do you think that pressure is? Because that pressure of, is it the feelings of not being good enough? Is it the feeling of maybe somebody tore you down in ministry long ago? Could it be, let's go deeper, okay? Could it be your parents? Now, look, I'm, I'm speaking to you as a friend. I'm just being real. This is why we call it straight talk, okay? Now, look, I know people that are still in their 40s, 50s, 60s that have the tapes of their mom and dad playing in their minds wherever that they go. And unfortunately, they listen more to those tapes of man than God. And they base their decision, all their decisions, on what those old tapes of their parents are saying. Do you want to go around living life like that? Maybe you know what those tapes are. I have them in my mind also. So what do you do about it, Brandon? That's a great question. That's a, I think, you know, that's a, for some people, that's a long life struggle. I'm one of them. I've struggled with that all my life about the fear of what other people think of me, the lack of support and passivity from my parents. How do I deal with that? But you know what's made me greater is by make me greater for who? For my children and my wife. The more that I'm able to understand, okay, why was it this that I can't let go that's hurt me? And then what do I need to do about it? It's not easy at all. But I've learned that, you know, let's say that, you know, you got to break the, a cassette player, you know, for those of you who know what cassette tapes are. So in my mind, I've had to learn how to, you know, how do you stop those tapes from playing? You got to destroy them. You'll never forget that they're there and that will always be there, but you can destroy them from not playing any longer. And when those tapes begin to play, you say to yourself, you know what? I broke this a long time ago. And oh, the thing that's the biggest thing that's helped me is that this right here, this thought. This is what's helped my emotional intelligence huge. 
that may, that may have been who I was then, but that's not who I am now. I mean, let that sink in for a minute. That may have been who I was then, but that's not who I am now. Who am I now? I'm a child of God. It is Galatians 2.20, Christ who lives within me, it's not I who live. I'm told, we are told, Paul over and over again tells us that we are to put on the new man, the new clothes of God. No longer are we the same men and women that we were. When we allow God to work within us and, and Jesus, his spirit to work within us in such an incredible way of healing and an incredible way of creating, uh, let's say, the awareness of Jesus, that right there is what skyrockets our own emotional intelligence. And then it should give us better insight to better relate with our people in our ministries and in our churches. And beyond that, the people in your community, your neighbors, at your grocery store, at your daycare, at your school, at your job. It, it just infiltrates, it should infiltrate everywhere. So you have to see ministry a lot larger. Do you see that now? It's a lot larger, larger. it's so much bigger than your four-wall church. You minister to your family in that same way. I mean, if I can take the time and put myself aside and not make it about me, but make it about our oldest son that has somebody who's investing time to just listen to him without inserting my whole opinion, that right there is what he needs to help, to get help. And he's getting it because I'm showing him unconditional love through listening, being empathetic. This is how we are to be with our people in ministry. You can teach them music, you can coach them and help train and develop how they are to be on the outside. But what good is it if we're not working with them on the inside, right? I mean, to be the best singer, the best guitar player that we wanna put on our A-team, but yet maybe they got a horrible attitude, but then you think, yeah, but they're the only ones that could do it. That, my friends, right there is not the best decision, I think. You need to find somebody else who's got a higher emotional intelligence and who's not going to stomp on the people around them. I mean, when you're building ministry, you're allowing God to do it through you. That's the hard work, my friends. That's, this is the hard work that no one will tell you how to do it. I can't tell you how to do it. I think these are things that we need to learn and work out on our own with God's help. It's, it's more of getting to the nuts and bolts with God and say, okay, God, what is it not about helping them first? What do I need to first understand about me? Because if I can have, if you can fix me, I know that you'll work through me to help fix the other relationships in my life and to help others. So when, you, when we talk about how to increase your emotional intelligence, this is it. it it's just by being in tune with what God is doing within you, being in tune with your own emotions and being in tune with others' emotions where you can sit down with them and just truly listen, just truly listen. Look, one of my team members had confided in me something that was so huge, so hurtful, so deep that all I could do was just listen. And there were, there were no words that I could say to fix it. There was nothing that I can do to help it. But just the fact that I was spending time just listening, just listening, 
and, and letting them know I'm listening and, and validating where they're at and just sitting in the, the slump with them for a while. I mean, doesn't that, isn't that what Jesus does with us? And then you, you see the hand of God just come and lift you out of it. I mean, how many times can you say, or what were the times like for you when somebody did that, where they, they put their hand out for you and just helped lift you up because they were there with you in that place where you were? And then God's able to lift you out of it and bring you where he wants you to be. That's why it's so important, my friends, to understand it's not about where you were, it's about where you are. It's about where God wants to take you from here. This is how you move your teams forward. These are the things that I strived talking about with our members and our university and the workshops that we do because this is really digging deep. And I'm telling you, friends, if you can get on this level, if you can get on these levels with your ministry and with your people, man, God's just going to exponentially grow this beyond what you can say, ask, or think. So begin to understand where you are on that scale of emotional intelligence and have God take you up from bottom to top. And even if it hurts along the way, you know, the hurting is good because it's just pain um, leaving your body. So let's pray. Father, thank you so much for life that we have in Jesus and helping us to understand that you are the one true God. You are the one king that's sovereign over all of our emotions, over all of our hurt, over all of our pain. And yet somehow you use it to continue to build within us a greater um, a greater life that it belongs to you. You help us in every circumstance that we have to turn it for good, even though maybe man meant it for evil. So thank you so much for you being, being the healing agent that we need to make us whole and make us strong. And we do that because we know it's going to benefit others. It's going to benefit our families. It's going to benefit our friends, our churches, our ministries, our people, our community. So Jesus, please continue to use our brokenness and the reality of Jesus working through us. Help us to, help us to be one as, as Jesus, as you pray that you are one with the Father and help us to be in one with our emotions, with our emotions, with other people. And of course, your thoughts towards us as we read in your word. So Lord, just um, be with each worship leader and pastor, volunteer, worshiper who's listening right now. Come and just fill their hearts, God, with your encouragement, with your blessed peace, with your strength that you provide. And may they take that first step out in increasing that emotional intelligence. I pray the same for myself and for all of us. And we ask these things in Jesus' name, amen. Friends, hey, thank you so much for joining us on the Straight Talk Edition. If you don't mind, would you leave us a comment or a five-star rating on iTunes or wherever that you listen to? It would mean the world to us. Thank you so much for your support of Worship Team Training. Be sure to step, uh, stop by, uh, not step, but stop by at worshipteamtraining.com and also our university site at wttu.co. Love you and see you soon. Bye.